Welcome to The Pog Show. I'm your host, Christine Martindale, Public Information Officer for the City of Port Orange, a city in Central Florida that is unique by choice, not by chance. I will be bringing you powerful interviews and on-the-go info to gain a better understanding of the various services and functions our city provides. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, to Episode 12 of The Pog Show. Today, I have with me in the podcast studio the city's emergency manager, Shannon Ball. Hi, Shannon. Hi. I'm so glad that you're able to take some time out of your schedule to talk to me today. Happy to be here. Well, it's hurricane season. I can't believe we are well into June and heading into July. You know, hurricane season is going to be the topic that we'll be diving into. But before we do, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your role is at the city? I came to Port Orange two and a half years ago as the emergency manager and public education specialist for the city. So I have an extensive background in the fire service. I retired uh, from a small department up in Tennessee after 20 years. So I've been around uh, the emergency management side of things for a long time as well. So um, I have a master's degree in emergency management, um, numerous FEMA certifications and different things that go along with that. But um, I love living in the city of Port Orange and um, just happy to be here. Yeah, it's been great to work with you. You know, we've had we've had a couple of storms that we've had to work together with. So, you yeah, know, we'll let's, let's hope this year is not so right. Busy, we'll see right? what this year brings. Right? right. So, so the 2021 hurricane season is definitely upon us now, and we've got a lot to talk about. Um, but for starters, um, in your opinion, what can people expect this year in particular, and how do you think it'll be different than past seasons? Well, it's still. The prediction is going to be a busy year, but nothing like last year. You know, last year was historic. So we had, we got way into the Greek alphabet. So that is something that's never happened before. So we are, we are working on um, the prediction so far as, as the uh, forecast is for a 60% chance of a, a active or busy season. And, uh, but it's going to be abnormal. Um, or above normal, I should say, for the uh, season, but 30% chance of near normal or below normal. This They do based on percentages, so it can be confusing. So, But what we're looking at historically is, is about 13 to 20 named storms. Thirteen, about 13 named storms or, or storms, period, and then 6 to 10 hurricanes, and then three to five major, which is a little bit above our average. Still predicted to have an above average season. And I know we've covered already, like we've gone through the A, right? We've gone through B. I don't know. I think C was Claudette. I'm not sure kind of where we're at. So, well, we'll see, you know, July's uh, just around the corner. So we'll see what this year brings for sure. And, um, you know, what are the main factors that affect the hurricane forecast, you know, like what, you know, how does one determine if it will be active or above normal? There's all kinds of modeling and, and meteorology that go into it. So to, to make it as simple as I can, uh, ocean temperatures, warm waters um, play a big factor. Um, and because of the way storms develop and, and their movement in the Atlantic Ocean and in the Caribbean and the Gulf, um, we pay attention to certain parts of the year. So um, we have a storm currently that came off the coast of Africa uh, this past weekend. So it's got like a 40% chance of development. That's odd for this time of year. Um, usually those storms 
we don't see those African storms that come off the coast until about September or October, um, sometimes late August, but this is really early for that. So uh, that is an indicator that the ocean temperatures are up and that development is possible. Yeah, that's, that's good. And I know we're looking at it already. I remember last year we had something a little bit early, too. And so I know as exactly when the warm waters happen, that's when we have to be a little bit concerned, right? right? So for sure. So let's switching gears a little bit. So for my next question, and I know we've covered a lot on this already on our social media platforms, but for the sake of this podcast episode, how can citizens prepare for a hurricane? You know, it's fairly simple. There's so there's so much information out there to be uh, to be had. Uh, the Florida Department of Emergency Management puts out a list, a disaster supply kit list, every year, um, and it's it's pretty general. Um, it's pretty easy to to maintain. So we want ge- our general items. We want a two week supply of everything, from non perishable foods to water. Need flashlights, radios. Uh, need cash money. Uh, a lot of people don't carry cash these days, but we have to have cash for um, storms because the power may go out, so you can't use a credit card. So, And then clothing, extra clothing, rain clothing, uh, sturdy boots, things like that. Um, first aid kits, uh, there's all kinds of different resources out there. Uh, but one thing to mention is our pet care, making sure um, that our pets are taken care of because that is an issue. Um, I had a lady call this morning about um, she lived in Volusia County for 40 years, and she's never considered evacuating. She got a dog this year. So that dog has kind of changed her way of thinking, she said. So she wants to know what Port Orange will do if she ha- if she decides to evacuate and go to a shelter. And to her surprise, she didn't understand that uh, Volusia County does our sheltering, so you have to make sure that uh, you go to a pet-friendly shelter. So um, get in contact with Volusia County Emergency Management. Those folks will lead you um, in the right direction and hopefully tell you which shelter may be activated uh, and which ones are pet friendly. So, and not just that, if you have special needs, if you have a handicapped person or someone with a disability, um, you need to speak with them as well because they have uh, special needs shelters for those folks that, that need special care. And, and this year, and because of COVID over the last few years, we, we have, we've kind of come up with a new saying that a shelter is a lifeboat, not a love boat. So the, the lifeboat part of it is it's a place of last resort. Uh, they're not very comfortable. You have a very s- small, limited space. So if you are going to evacuate, um, have a plan. You know, make sure you execute that plan. But, you know, let somebody know where you're going to be. If you are evacuating to a friend or a family member's home, let your other family members know. And if you're evacuating uh, to a shelter, um, you need to let those folks know as well so we can account for you if a storm does hit. So that, that's, you know, pretty much it. You know, it's uh, your, um, some of your documentation have some bank information, have your insurance information with you. Um, you know, make sure your vehicle's full of gasoline, that type of thing. And if you don't have transportation to a shelter, uh, Votran takes the bus stops and they turn those into uh, transportation for folks to and from the shelter when they open. So that is an option for you if you don't have uh, your own transportation. 
All great information, Shannon. And, of course, we're going to make sure that all this information, at least the links, at least for the county page, is going to be in the show notes because it's great information. And what you mentioned about sheltering, people do get a little confused. You know, they live in the city of Port Orange and thinking that we're providing the sheltering, but that comes from the county. So all great information that people sometimes, you know, uh, confuse that. And I know at our city, I know a lot of citizens like to know, first off, how they can get sandbags, right, and uh, when they're garbage which is going to be kind of picked sure. up. Those are the two main things. And, of course, you know, we will communicate as a city where those sandbag locations will be. We have, uh, you know, mostly the same locations, but they can change. But, you know, stay tuned to our social media pages for all that and, of course, on our website. But that will be located in the show notes. But, yeah, great information on, on all of that, too. So, um, you know, we do – the city does have um, a notification system called Alert Port Orange, if you just wanted to touch on that for a small sure. bit. Sure. Alert Port Orange is a mass notification system that the city uses to get word out about uh, specific hazards, maybe, or an emergency that's taking place in a specific area. So we have the ability to communicate with our citizens that are signed up for it, um, and we offer that. There's a link on the website, so you can go on there and register if you're not registered, so that we can you can send we send out uh, alerts. We don't send them very often. It's an emergency alert system. We try to limit it to just that, so that our citizens are aware of any hazards or dangers that is going on in the city of Port Orange. So we try to um, make sure that those folks have been notified, whether it's a fire or a tornado, or uh, just an event that is um, affecting um, the citizens in some way, whether it's uh, uh, one neighborhood or if it's a east or west section of the city. So we try to make sure that that communication is, is out there, and we're, um, we try to make sure that, um, that it's very detailed but very short. Um, so, But keep in mind when you sign up, when you sign up, you sign up for uh, mass notification. So there's a slot for an email address, for a home phone, a mobile phone. So if you don't want to get a notification on every line, make sure you sign up for only what you want to be notified on. So if you want to be, a, if you want to get an email, sign up for your email. If you want to get a text alert or a voice alert on your cell phone, just put your cell phone in there. Um, I recommend the cell phone because you have those with you most of the time and you're not always home. So uh, have at least a cell phone and maybe an email address. Those are the two that I recommend. Oh, that's great because a lot of people would say, well, I, you know, how, how do I sign up or, you know, the, am I going to be notified, you know, by, by cell phone only? It's up to you to decide how you want to be notified. So I think it's a, gr a great feature that we offer and um I, I may have to go back because I have uh, a work cell and a, and a personal cell and I have, you know, email addresses and they're all going off. But I think it's good because if there's an emergency, right, Alert Port Orange is more than just hurricanes. It could be for, you know, you know health, anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, disasters. It doesn't necessarily have to be hurricanes. But this is a really great notification system. So thank, thank you for touching on that. 
You know, let's get into flood insurance a little bit. You know, this is the time to contact, you know, your insurance company, your agent, and ask for an insurance uh, checkup to make sure that you have enough homeowner's insurance um, to repair or even replace your home. You know, a lot of a lot of people here in Florida realize if they have homeowners that they automatically think they have flood insurance. And, and so that's a misconception because, um, or they think, well, I'm not in a flood zone. And so that can be... You know, that can be hard if, if you're, you're hit and realize you don't have health insurance, uh, I'm sorry, health insurance, flood insurance. But um, it's a way, um, I think it's a great time because, you know, we're still early in the season. I mean, we're almost into July, but people have to remember that if you don't have a policy, uh, flood insurance requires a 30-day waiting period. So people have to realize it's not something you just call an agent and automatically you have flood insurance. That is a, that's you know, something you have to keep in mind. I get a lot of questions about that. And, and it is true. All you have to do is is speak to your insurance representative. They can tell you what your coverage is, um, whether you have flood insurance or not. Most likely if you live in a floodplain, you are required by law to have, um, flood insurance. So, um, you should know your flood zone, where you live, if you are in that floodplain, uh, and then your insurance pe- folks can guide you uh, through the process of getting uh, your flood insurance and making sure that you're paid up and everything's uh, ready to go for the season. Absolutely. And if you don't know if you're in a flood zone or not, we have a wonderful resource on our city's website, which I'll make sure it's in the show notes as well, too. But our community development department has this great feature where you can plug in your address and you can find out if you're, you know, what zone you're in and if you are in a flood zone. So another good resource uh, for citizens to look yeah, up. And, and part of your documentation is have your your insurance paperwork with you. Um, if you do evacuate or if you're not evacuating, if you're sheltering in place for the storm or whatever emergency it is, just have a copy of your policy so that um, you're not having to scramble around and look for it last minute. Uh, that's a little bit less stress than you'll than what you would have if you, you know, didn't have it because, you know, the power's out. You may not have a printer. So just go ahead and have those documents on hand and have them in a, a Ziploc type bag so that they're dry and um, you'll have your policy with you and you'll know. Yeah, all great points. And of course, when you're in the middle of a hurricane, that's sometimes what you don't think of all that, right? You think of everything else. So a plan is is just super important. And I do want to touch on uh, real quick. So the city of Port Orange recently passed a city ordinance 2671 relating garbage, trash, and debris in the right of way during emergencies. And I'm going to read this because it's very, um, I think it's, it's a great point, especially during this topic. So the premise behind this ordinance is provide for the safety of our public by helping to prevent persons from discarding garbage or debris in front of their property during a declared emergency, such as a hurricane and becoming hazardous to residents' property and utilities. Um, in a first-time offense, the fine will be $250. So this is something where, you know, working with our code enforcement and trying to get the word out that the right-of-way is something that, you know, we take we take seriously. So... Yeah, it's been an issue in the past uh, in certain areas. So, um, a little encouragement to to make sure that your um, that your right of way is clear in front of your house. Um, you know, we talked earlier about our garbage pickup and things like that. So during a storm, we ask that you put those um, secure them away somewhere so that they can't be blown into the street or into the right of way um, from your property. So make sure they're secure so that um, 
you know, there's no issues there. Right. And not only your property, but your neighbor's property. Sure. Right. Helping a neighbor. Right? Yes, definitely. So very good. So is there anything else that you would like to share? I know we covered a lot and, um, you know, but uh, wanted to give you an opportunity if there's something that we didn't cover. Well, this is kind of last minute, but um, the local Knights of Columbus, Columbus has taking uh, has been putting on a seminar for uh, hurricanes, and, and it's full of good information. Um, it's tomorrow night at 630 at Our Lady of Hope uh, here at City Center, uh, the, the Catholic Church there. Um, it is full of guest speakers from emergency management, law enforcement, uh, insurance, FEMA. So it's there's a lot of good information to be had there. Um, they have done this. They started in 2019. Because of COVID last year, they didn't get to do it. So this year it's back. Uh, it's a great event. It gives a lot of information. Um, it gives you some one-on-time -on with myself um, and some of the other emergency managers in the county. Uh, you also get to meet with some of the elected officials that are there. Uh, our new fire chief is going to be there, Joe Wolfing. Um, so uh, you can meet with him and speak with him. Um, so it, it's it's a great event. Uh, they host it annually. Um, but... Um, Come on out and check everything out and, and gather as much information as you can, um, and we can answer any questions that you may have in person, too. That's great. So, again, that date is Tuesday, June 29th at 630, and it's free, right? right. Just, just come in free. Yes. So, right, a great opportunity. Thanks for plugging that in. Um, but before we conclude this episode, I just wanted to give a little bit of uh, tropical trivia before we close. So did you know that storm names repeat every six years unless a storm is particularly destructive? In that case, its name is retired. There are no storms that begin with Q, U, X, Y, or Z because of a lack of usable names. And each season's storm names alternate between female and male. I didn't know that. Great news. I just thought, well, you know, let's plug that in. But anyway, Shannon, I really appreciate your time to provide us a little bit better insight on hurricanes and what citizens can expect from our city and what residents can do to, to prepare. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, great. Thank you. So, of course, the best ways to find the city is on the city's website, www.port-orange.org, the city's Facebook page, Port Orange City Hall, our Twitter page at City Port Orange, and our LinkedIn page, City of Port Orange. This podcast, The Pog Show, can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. This wraps up Episode 12 of The Pog Show. Until next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today on The Pog Show. We've only just begun. And with you sharing, subscribing, and leaving a five-star review for this podcast is really going to help launch us to the next level together.